1: Hello Achievers and welcome to Landmark episode 50 of the Next Level Authors Podcast, a podcast where we hold each other to a game and track our step-by-step progress as we level out of our author business. My name is Daniel McWoolcox and here with me every week is probably so someone glad. not trying to do a really shitty Scottish accent.
0: Yeah, like that is the worst accent I have ever heard. And Re-
1: really? The worst you've ever heard?
0: Well, maybe not the worst, but it's definitely up there.
1: Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's just one of those days. Uh, how are you doing? We're on episode 50, Sasha.
0: know it's landmark episode Landmark 50. episode 50. Not, we're allowed landmark. to
1: celebrate it because everyone voted for you instead of me. But that's fine. I'm not bitter or salty. Continue. How's your week been?
0: I did win. I did win. <laughs> um, well, I've had better weeks. <laughs> I will be honest. I got sick and I spent the whole of last Saturday in bed and the majority of Sunday on the sofa. And then I didn't work Monday and I worked Mm. Tuesday. I didn't work Wednesday. Um, And then I worked yesterday and I'm not really working today. And I'm exhausted and it wasn't COVID. I did phone the COVID line. Um, It's just exhaustion and burnout. And so it's entirely, entirely my fault. Um, and I don't really have anything else to say about that, really.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, and it I was think- my birthday. You're a year older? That was um, something really positive that I'm sure you were very excited <laughs> Excited by.
0: My cat's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. pulled my hand towards her to stroke oh. her, and it was just so cute. I just had to just not listen to you for a minute there. She's still got her hand things. on my arm. It's so cute. Her hand? yeah up uh,
1: creepy <laughs> like hmm. nice well yeah my week's been very very unsimilar like my week's been weird i think every week is just weird at this point but isn't it I, yeah yeah i sunday through wednesday i was like smashing crap out like a properly properly timed block and like actually stuck with it as best as i can this week and obviously, with things like time blocking, the more consistently you can do it, the easier it becomes because it's just you get used to the patterns of the, the things you're committing to. Um, so I did loads, I did, I did loads and loads of work on Monday, loads on Tuesday, loads on Wednesday, and then I was just crashed a bit. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's all there is to it, but I have I am sort of really happy with how this week has gone in terms of the amount of stuff done, but I am very, very cognizant now of pulling all that back and get into a position like I am very eager to get into a position in which i'm doing considerably less but doing less better um and obviously we are going to have a a sort of strategy day in which we're going to go through and talk through the things that we're doing and, and try to and actually plan i think it's long overdue so that should be fun um yeah that's that's where my week is it's it's been an interesting one what's what's one thing you've enjoyed
0: i have props ready and prepared <sighs> A house in the Cerulean Sea so I have not finished this book in fact I am only 134 pages into the 400 page book however it is delightful and I didn't know but you informed me uh, that Gail Carragher funnily enough who um
1: you didn't know that on the back of the book that you own yeah
0: yeah on. yeah that she had d- d- described it very similarly uh to me so the way that i describe this book is 1984 meets douglas adams meets terry pratchett um and it is i mean that is all i have to say because that is like the best description i could ever come up with for this book it is simply exquisite the dialogue is exceptional the characterization like dialogue the characterization is phenomenal, and it is just so sweet and lovely. And I have heard that the ending is full of joy. So I am.
1: <laughs> I felt uh, like that was a dig.
0: It was a dig.
1: <laughs> Such an accident! You read a horror book.
0: <laughs> right. So let's just let's just clarify, okay? Because it was an accident. Um, what happens is I don't really read blurbs before I. Read books, and so inevitably, that's how I didn't know that somebody else had described this book this way, and also why when I picked up what I thought was a contemporary young adult book, um, you know, set in a don't you bite me, Uh, set in (laughs) set in a high school, but like about murder, so a bit like One of Us Is Lying. What I actually read was a a historical young adult horror novel (laughs) set in the Scottish Highlands about monsters. So. you know that was a bit of a fail but it's also, yeah so anyway it was a dig yeah there you go what have you enjoyed
1: um so I don't know if this is an enjoyed thing but it's something i definitely found interesting um do you know sometimes something like a word pops into your canon of existence and then suddenly you start seeing it everywhere yes so I was watching like a James Corden clip where he's talking to Reggie Watts and for people that don't know Reggie Watts is a very like prolific very experimental musician he's got some incredibly funny and just strange um ted talks but they started talking about nfts I don't oh know yeah you've... the
0: non-fungal whatever Non-fungible it is fungible tokens that's
1: it yeah and it was one of those where like they said it in passing and i was like this this sounds kind of interesting so i went on like a bit of a i wouldn't say a deep dive but i definitely sort of done some googling listened to some podcasts and things to find out more about what they are and for people that don't know what they are the concept is um that essentially non-fungible tokens are tokens that you purchase to attach to your in this example artwork which then claims you as the copyright owner of that particular piece of artwork so say picasso did his paintings like a digital one
0: so this is a blockchain piece yeah. of tech, then it sounds yes. like yeah.
1: yeah absolutely so you, you attach a non-fungible token to that piece of art and it you know it creates um, like a digital signature which is then backed up and protected by the blockchain so that if that gets sold anywhere or if people replicate it you know what the original is online and obviously then that means that that in theory that original piece holds its value while the other things diminish but what's really cool is if you own your piece of art and then you sell it to someone and that, non, that non-fungible token still remains with you as the creator not as the owner micropayment I'm,
0: I'm... per chance pardon is this micropayments
1: Uh, I don't know
0: okay go on sorry whatever I was going to
1: say was that any time that that person decides to sell that thing you earn a commission or you can macro payments yeah (laughs) so it's it's I think it's really cool because it's a way for digital artists who traditionally their work has just been stolen and shared online with no attribution or anything else to be able to protect their work and I've been listening to things where people say like about how you can use it on like video game skins like there's you know potential to use it when you're owning property and different things like that and it just seems it's just one of these things at the minute is sort of seems to be all buzz in, in terms of like the tech sphere and i don't know it's just something to be aware of but what was interesting was i went on one of the websites where it's sort of like a gallery of different people trying to sell their art for different things and at the minute it's just plastered in shit so um, obviously the stuff that does that is good and if you've got a big audience it sells well But mm-hmm. if you're just a nobody trying to make money from art it's very very difficult at this point
0: so this is like ally has been working on blockchain for a while um and what it means for authors so i knew about this without realizing i knew about this because i didn't i haven't really heard of nfts although ally did do a news article on nfts um this week anyway there you go you (laughs) may be interested in reading the ally blockchain stuff because this talks all about this and a few years ago there was like the first book published on the blockchain mm. the only um downside of publishing on the blockchain is you can never ever ever get rid of it because it's built on top of each other like bricks so if for example you ever wanted to then enroll in KU you could never ever do that yeah. because you put it on the blockchain so there are benefits and negatives to doing that but yeah it's like secondhand books like you'd then get paid because somebody else has resold it on and you get a micropayment Mm -hmm. um
1: so yeah it's really really interesting i think it's something that i think it's anything that people need to sort of concern themselves with too much now i think it's still very much early and trying to work out what it is and how it's going to (laughs) work
0: yeah but
1: could be yeah could be something that's coming in the future i think it will yeah for sure uh weekly confessional sasha will work on side characters
0: right so thank the fucking gods that i did this the very next day um so i wrote 10k last week of which maybe 2k was counted in this this accountability um so yeah i mean i did but then i got sick and didn't do anything for like a week so i did break myself Mm. um yeah so only just Ah.
1: yeah i was done uh mine was to sort out my quarter two goals which i have done um which i haven't got my tablet with me but i've got a list of like my works in progress what i'm planning to publish what i'm planning to finish and like sort of a couple of other things i'm doing in the background um finish the first draft of my self-publishing book i did and i'm actually about three two thirds of the way through editing it self-editing at this point um before i start looking at like where i go next and action a va so i spoke to a va yesterday had a had a lovely chat and um i'm going to start to look at the things that i can actually ship them to take stuff off my plate it should be wonderful feels good i definitely feel much more conscious of the things that i should be doing by myself and the things that i can bring other people into mm-hmm. um which might feed someone into the question so i won't say too much on that i'll uh, just a reminder for people our anniversary celebration episode number 52 We'll, we'll be doing a live Q&A um, for the patrons on Wednesday the 24th of March at 8pm but that live will also be streamed into our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash next level authors. Um, I don't know if you've got anything else to add on that because I know that you're setting up the, the tech side of that. I don't, I don't know how that works.
0: <laughs> no, just that <clears throat> if you're a patron you'll be able to jump onto the live and ask us questions um, and that's it. Yep. Everybody mm. else can watch on Facebook
1: yeah and speaking of patrons, uh patrons we have no new patrons this week uh, but just a reminder for people who are currently patrons that the um recording of our last live that we did when was that like oh,
0: i don't know don't ask me complicated at some questions. point in time um
1: <laughs> it's available for recording as are all of our other q a's so um, they're there for you to watch and our next live is on monday the 12th of april so good stuff coming up Level ups for this week, Uh, we're going to pick Charlotte Wyatt, who says that she finally put work into an author platform and is making steady traction. This is something I've been putting off for a long time, let's say. Got my head in the right space to come at it in a way that doesn't make me feel inauthentic, which was the biggest block in my mind. Now I actually enjoy it. Pretty sure we had a conversation about that kind of stuff um, some point last year. Again, what is time? (laughs) Uh, Comments from last week, episode 49, how do you measure your progress?
0: So C J Dainton said, "Great episode right now. I'm editing and Pro Writing Aid sends me a summary every week to let me know what days I'm using the program most and how many changes I'm making. So long as those numbers are consistent, I'm happy." Um, Kerry said, "Pretty basic. I have a to-do list in my planner and I track my hours as well, like a time card. And I use the Forest app to keep me off the phone." Mm. Juliet Fisher says, thanks for answering my question. Do you think tracking progress helps you stay motivated? Um, yes, it helps me because I can see <laughs> what I'm doing and, and how far ahead or behind I am. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I like the Good Goodreads um, goal for the yeah. year because it tells you whether or not you're on track. So, I, I, I mean, for me personally, it's very motivating, but that doesn't mean it's going to be motivating for everybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah edwin downward says at this point in the writing gig tracking progress is all about words written or pages edited while i dream of someday being able to track profits i know that this time is still a long way off the same goes for a number of published books i can't i just can't write fast enough at this time to make that a working measure
1: i think that's a really important um, distinction is finding the right metric for you finding the right way to track it because Again, if you're very, very early on, it's not going to benefit you to track sales probably as much as it does production in some way.
0: Yeah. Luke said, I like to do yearly reviews, which are quite fun to read back to see what kinds of questions I was asking myself in previous years. I definitely should do a quarterly and monthly one though. Um, And then Juliet said, "Um, I track words at this time. Um, Yeah. Okay. I think that's it really. Oh,
1: that was slick. We've done well. It was. Let me
0: just apologize for not replying to comments this week. I was
1: on my sick bed we covered that jesus
0: yeah no, but i'm just
1: going <laughs> to say sorry it's fine i've got you i've got you yeah. this week's question um i think you might enjoy you might not who knows we never know with these we just like to stretch it out and make the other person anxious while they wait
0: i'm all right this week i don't have enough energy to be anxious i'm afraid
1: <laughs> so my question to you this week is what should you be saying no to
0: Oh, you motherfucker! <laughs> wow, wow, you went there. Wow, wow, wow. From the end I... of come back? Yeah, wow. I don't know. This is my problem. I literally don't know. I literally don't know. I can't. You're going to have to go first because I don't know. I don't have an answer.
1: Mine? I don't know if it's a... Uh, it won't be very, very concise. I think over the last few weeks... well, are
0: you I was... ever concise? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <was> so unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> so the tail end of last year was manic in terms of workload and moving house and all that kind of stuff. And I burned myself very very hard towards the end of last year and obviously for listeners of this show they'll know that like one of my key things for this year is balance um very very (laughs) yeah i'm very keen doing well dad doing well oh it's going mm, spectacular uh (laughs) no like yeah one of my one of my words for this year is balance and um i'd argue that up until you know beginning of march i'd i I know i achieved like the level that i want to but it was definitely better than it was the the latter half of last year and what i'm finding now is that i i have my main things that i do that i know that you know i want to work on i've got client work that i know i need to work on i've got other stuff that i'd like to work on what i'm finding is i keep putting myself in positions in which I I keep giving myself these niggly little, like, extra to-dos mm. that I need to check off that don't necessarily do anything to to benefit my business. And I feel like, I, I particularly yesterday in um, just, like, thinking, I got to a point in which I suddenly realised I'm now at the point in my career with this business where I just don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, I, I don't mean that. Like, I've always known that there's never enough time to do all the things you want to do, but i don't have i i need to start really protecting my time yeah because it's very easy for like for example um and if you're listening to this i I in no way mean this as like a negative thing i'm just saying this to the person i'm about to talk about um but i won't name them but i got a message from an old friend i've not spoken to in about four years and they messaged me um as as you know people often do when they hear that you're an author and you've been doing bits and pieces saying like oh i've got this idea for a book um i've got a couple of questions is it right to ask you and my, my mind automatically defaults to, it's social media, it's quick, it's snappy, blah, 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 blah. And then I get sent sort of like a full overview of this person's project, um, where their mind is with stuff, a couple of questions to answer. And like, it's a small thing, but when you add up the reading of it, the acknowledging, like, under, like giving myself time to understand and really think about what they're saying, giving a, a reply that is in some way useful... That, that adds up time, and then obviously there are questions that follow up, and that that goes up. Like I've got messages that are just slipping off the radar on my social medias that I I used to be quite quick with replying to people, and they're all getting sort of behind. And then I realize like four days, eight, I haven't replied to like an, like a big old paragraph that someone sent me that like I need didn't need to reply to, but I want to reply to because like they're friends. So I'm really I'm really now at a point in which like it's not a point that I'm happy to be at in some regard on some it is because you know it means that (laughs) i know where capacity is and it means that (coughs) i've got enough stuff to keep me busy that drives my business that i can keep working on but it's all the extra stuff so i've got like about three or four um friends whether it's short stories or sort of like novellas and stuff that over the past six months i've been like yeah i'll take a quick read and have a look at that and although they understand that i'm busy i i it's a constant looming shadow it's a constant thing in the back of my mind of oh I should get to this at some point and I think I need to get a lot tighter with just saying no to the stuff that isn't going to be- benefit me in some way and me being the type of person I am that feels really selfish but in order for me to be the best I can be with what I'm trying to achieve the more I have to protect myself at this point to ensure that I'm well like things are balanced like this week I've time blocked things, which I think time blocking is good, but I think when you look at your calendar, it can sometimes seem overwhelming because you've got all these colored blocks everywhere. But what it has exactly
0: what happened to me when I started
1: time blocking, and (laughs) it's worked in terms of me doing the things I said I was going to do on those days. And like for me, it's nice because I listed out all the things I knew that I wanted to do. That, um, you know, in the back of my head, I'd always be like, well, where am I going to fit this into the week? So I, I made it in a way that it worked for me, but then through time blocking i've then looked at this thing and gone i work a lot more than i thought i did so i'm easily like i'll be at the desk probably six half six in the morning um and you know bar like shower breakfast and like odd bits in between i'll probably actually leave the desk at this point by like five six o'clock so that's easily like a 12 hour day of working and so what i need to do what i should be saying no to are all these extra things that aren't benefiting the business and what i do need to start doing is being much more um thoughtful about just like quick yeses or oh, i'll take a quick look at that or um you know those kind of things because even again i'm a helpful guy that's just part of my nature like and i i offer a lot to be like oh this will only be quickly this will this let me be quick i'll yeah i'll chat to you for 10 minutes which you know stretches into three hours or um i'll chat or i'll uh i'll format that but for you, because I could just quickly run it through Vellum, but obviously that's like 20, 25 minutes of my time gone. And I just I just need to get m- myself into a position in which I feel somewhat ahead. And obviously, we've had the pandemic, we've had conversations about playing this catch-up game, but I'm more in a position now to know where I should be and what my week should should be. But that that balance just isn't there. So yeah, for me, what should I be saying no to? It is stuff <laughs> that isn't benefiting my business. And being a lot more critical with um, those quick requests for things. And if you're listening to this, and if you're in any way audience, if any of you, anyone's listening who who knows me and is you know speaks to me fairly often or whatever, lots of this isn't necessarily directed at you. Like it'll be clear if it's directed at you because I'll just stop talking to you. (laughs) But yeah, it's 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 more just for me. It's that overall realization of like I was listening like i said earlier i was listening to the uh, nft stuff i was listening to gary vaynerchuk talking on someone else's podcast and he was talking about how blocked his time is because he runs a social media conglomerate he's in back-to-back meetings 12 hours a day so anytime he does have that is free he's very specific with that time he's very deliberate about what he chooses to do and the way that he was saying this and the way that he was talking to the guy it was very like you could worry that it comes across as like like oh, what do you mean you don't have like ten minutes for me? But this, the way that he was saying it was very like self-assured, like this is me, this is this is the situation where I'm at. So I think I'm in I'm, <laughs> I'm at that point. I'm at that point now where I want to work less. I'm at that point in which I recognize that doing the work that we do, particularly at the minute I'm getting a lot of um, interviews for like uh, book coaching and sort of talking about my my horror stuff on different podcasts and blogs and things, which is awesome. Um. But that is going to I, i'm aware that that is going to earn more interest more attention which then means i have to be even harder with just protecting myself so that go. Yeah, that was a brief overview <laughs> yeah
0: i agree i think that's definitely one of my issues is that I'm very helpful. Also, I like being helpful. I like solving problems for people like, you know, I like to be nice and kind and, you know, just help people. That's one of the thing I, I like to give back into the community, but more and more I am finding exactly the same thing, <clears throat> excuse me. And this week I watched um, a quick cast by Becca Sime about data processing and data controlling. And it gave me a lot of realizations about how I am processing requests that come into me. Mm. And the thing that I lack, which is something I think that I wanna to talk to you about on Monday, I think this is gonna be one of my core goals for the day, is to create a framework from which I assess everything. Because at the moment, I'm so overwhelmed that something will come in and I'll just say yes, because then I can either slip it to a different date or, you know, rather than actually taking the time to process and analyze and work out whether or not um, it is a good use of my time and stuff. And so in exactly the same way, I would say my one of my number ones. Is that I need to say no to yes. Um, and I need to be better at using no instead of yes. And and so, yeah. And then my second one is that I feel like I need to say no to distracted working time. And I need to get a lot better at shutting down my inbox, shutting mm. down social media, using self-control on my Mac. Um, because... I continue to leave shit open when I'm supposed to be working, and I do not work well with distraction. Like, I really don't work well with distraction. Uh, you know, being in the lockdowns showed me how detrimental that is to my mindset. And so I I might actually make that one of my um, tasks for next week is to start using self-control again when I'm like, it doesn't matter so much when I'm in the in-between times, but it's when I'm doing blocks of writing time. And I don't know why I find it so hard to just shut my fucking inbox. I don't know why I find that difficult or, you know, but anyway, that is what I think I need to commit to is, is to having, like saying no to distract full working time and then saying no to yes (laughs) that makes sense and creating that framework
1: and even just i mean i think we're taking steps with it but like you've got a va i'm you know about to start working with a va and that's helpful because that for me that's a mindset shift in um moving away from the work that you don't necessarily need to do because you know the busier we get the more our value comes from the stuff that actually uses creation. the uniqueness of our creation yeah, yeah. Mm. um and even with my i was i'm proud of myself for this with the anthology that i'm putting together with um julie heiner we at the minute we're on about 160 odd submissions and i think we're going to end up with about 200 maybe 250 submissions for that anthology and the last one that i put together um i read most of those myself julie did help with a big chunk of that um as did someone else um with like a couple of stories but for the most part like I probably did about 75-80% of that reading and it took a long time to do and it's not the best use of my time so I've actually on uh, one of my horror groups gone out and recruited I think we've got about eight people now to jump in and help us read so I'm going to put together a um, sort of a criteria checklist in which they can rank certain elements give the stories an overall rating if they finish them and then that will just help us plough through that list and that removes hours of my time so I can yeah. actually focus on the things that I can work on. So I'm already
0: I'm, building a, a reading team. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm just, um, yeah, I think I don't know what it is, but for a while, I've just always felt like...
0: You had to do everything. Yeah. So this, uh, this is something I have gone through because I used to feel like that as well. And part of that is, I think, Uh, I want to say inbred, but no, inbuilt. (laughs) 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 It's inbuilt um, when you become an indie because you have to do everything. So, like, I'm just going to carry on here whilst you (sighs) you yourself silly. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so it's inbuilt from becoming an indie. And because you have to do everything, you then assume you have to do everything. And then it, like, disseminates into every... Yeah, it disseminates into every facet of your business. And I think the tipping point for me was when, was back in, I don't know, like, was it November when I got the podcast VA? I don't know. But it was a massive shift when I realized I didn't have to do everything. Um, And so there's a very easy swathe of work that you can get rid of straight away. And now I'm at the point where I need to let go of some more stuff, but I Mm. can't quite see the stuff that I should let go of. so I think I think it's like peaks and plateaus, like with the yeah. control and letting go.
1: Mm. Yeah, and the other um, other thing I wanted to mention as well, I, I need to remember if this is directly relevant to uh, whether it's relevant to sort of writing fiction or just um, uh, saying yes or no to stuff. But on my fiftieth episode of Great Writers Share, Rachel Heron was kind enough to send over like a flowchart that she uses to actually help her make decisions, and uh, I've got that document somewhere. So if it's if i find it and if it's useful for listeners i'll make sure that we include like a link to it in the show notes um i need to sort of revisit i'm pretty sure it is a decision making thing for writers so um yeah if it's applicable i'll share that if it's not there then it will just be because i've misremembered it but that might be something useful to share as well
0: yeah
1: Mm. yeah there you go so um how are we loving our business this week
0: I am going to use self-control. Um, and I'm going to work on signed characters.
1: <laughs> okay. I am going to finish the second edit of my blueprint and look at what I'm doing with that next, whether that's... Um, I need to look at whether I want to send it straight to my editor or put it through some people for reading um do a strategy day because i think that's gonna be fundamental to like just realigning and helping with workload um i want to get ahead with my ghost writing so i can take a week off at easter for the uk anyway it's two weeks of easter half term and the second week i've got bailey so i really want to like actually prove to myself (laughs) that i can take that time off to spend with him
0: you can take time off i I promise you
1: (laughs) it shouldn't be in question um so yeah that'd be my thing question for listeners what should you be saying no to and just a final reminder to mark your calendars for wednesday the 24th of march at 8pm uk gmt um or will it be because is it a Cast recommends fan favorite sports podcasts <laughs> what are you distracted sasha are you no. just proving your point
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: what Uh, anyway uh yeah so
0: i can tell you no i can tell you no let no no let me tell you because uh what i can tell you is that i know i think uh, i
1: forward the weekend after no
0: no so this weekend they're going forward for america and yeah i know so hang on a second what day is our thingy again the 24th Yeah. So for New York on the 24th of March, which is EST time, it will be 4 p.m. for those guys and 8 p.m. for us guys. So does that mean it's wrong on our things?
1: No, I'm just looking at a couple of things that I've got with some Americans um, next week.
0: So it's 1 p.m. for Pacific time so Los Angeles yeah, get real Pacific. <laughs> and And Pacific. then 1pm <clears throat> for them 4pm for EST and 8pm for us
1: there we go okay. the point is don't miss it because we want to see you and it's going to be amazing yeah um, and thank you everyone for listening and we will see you next week bye-bye hungry for more? if you enjoyed this podcast
0: you can hear more of my angelic accent and Dan's dulcet tones on our other podcasts
1: for more of me, check out the Great Writer's Share podcast.
0: For more of me, listen to the Rebel Author podcast. We'll be back next week holding each other to account as Dan and Sasha become
1: Next Level Authors. Very nearly. Tuck that off.
0: No. What was that? An extra wrinkle? Not your fucking oh, way. <laughs> of a
1: bitch. Wow.